This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Feel free to have a seat. Thanks, Brad. Well, good morning, church. I guess it's afternoon now. Uh, You're here at the second service. We're so happy that you're here, that you've joined us. Um, We're really excited to be back in the building. Um, It's been an experience. Uh, You know, it's been an experience for everyone, I'm aware. Uh, But uh, it's so good for us to be back here. We love being in church together. Uh, The first service was busy and packed. There was multiple hundred people here. Uh, It was so much fun, and uh, we get to do it again. So we're really excited uh, again for everybody that's joined us today. Um, If if you've been following our messages, we're in a series as a church uh, called God in Your Direct Messages or God in Your DMs. Um, And I'm here to continue that series with us and uh, and encourage you. Uh, Pastor Mike is away in the United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave. He's down there ministering, and uh, we know that Lord will will use him down there, and that country is better uh, now that Pastor Mike is there, Um, and then Canada will be better once he's back. Uh, So um, we bless him. We know that God's using him in a mighty way there. Um, We're on our third week of our series, and I'm just going to kind of bring us up to speed if you've missed it. Week one, we talked about uh, how God wants to talk to you. He has a great plan for your life, and he wants you to know the details. He doesn't want you living in a mystery. He doesn't want you uh, being confused. He wants to give you the details of your life. He wants to speak to you about your life. Week two is how God speaks. And last week, Uh, Pastor Mike encouraged us that there's many different ways God speaks. Uh, He can use people, he can use his word, he can use his church, um, but no doubt God will speak and he speaks through different uh, means, different people. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read our verse for the series. It's Psalm 37, verse 23. It says this, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. He delights in every detail of their lives. I don't know about you, but I sometimes I need some details. I need God to reveal some details to me. The random vague information isn't enough for me. I need God to give me some details. The Bible says he delights in the details. So if you're looking for the details, God can reveal them to you. My uh, title for for this week's message is what does God sound like? So we know God wants to speak to you. We know how he speaks, but what does he sound like? How do I know that God is speaking to me? I'm going to pray. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you that we can read your word and we can be encouraged by it. We know, God, it's a lamp to our feet. It's a light to our path. It leads us. It guides us. It protects us. God, it, it, uh, it's the reason that we, we can live is through your word. So I pray, God, over the next few moments that uh, we would hear from you, that we would leave here having a better understanding of what your voice sounds like. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Last week, uh, I had the opportunity to be in the office uh, where we heard um, the 
week two message, um, Pastor Mike talking, and it was so awesome to be in the office and be around the production team who have been working nonstop behind the scenes just to provide an online experience. And by the way, I will say, uh, if you've joined us today online, it's so awesome that you're here. Uh, we're so excited that you've joined us. Uh, but our production team has been making it happen every week. Even when we couldn't meet in person, they were just working overtime. So we're very thankful for them. And I was able to see them at work last week in the office. And as Pastor Mike was speaking, I know last week that uh, the live stream went down partway through the message. And anyway, we had some kinks to work out. But during the message, I was on my phone taking notes like a good Christian and uh, and I was taking notes and I got this text from my phone. It popped up. It said, hey, you must be in the office. So a friend of mine sent me this message. I'm like, how do they know that? I wrote back, yes. They're like, oh yeah, we heard your laugh on the live stream. I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, like I have this laugh that's unforgettable apparently. But, but it, it made me think and it reminded me of this message because although they couldn't see me, they knew I was there because they knew what my voice sounded like. They couldn't see me, but they knew I was there. And over the next couple of moments, I wanted to take us through this week three's message on what does God sound like? I think it's so important. There's so many different voices in the world. How are we gonna know it's God? Or I think for me, I struggle with, is this God or is this my emotions? Is this God or could it be the enemy? I don't really know. Like, how do I know that it's God speaking to me? Um, again, our theme verse, God directs the steps of the godly, delights in every detail of their lives. God wants to speak to you. The first point is God's voice is still and quiet. Uh, there's a story in 1 Kings with Elijah um, and he's, he's running for his life. He just performed this crazy miracle where he called fire down from heaven on a soaking wet altar and ignited the altar and it was proof that God was real and that the false prophets were wrong. And he had this crazy moment with God and he comes up and he predicts that there's gonna be rain to cure the drought and all this stuff. And in that moment in the background, word gets back to Jezebel that all this has happened and that she's upset. He, he killed the prophets of Baal. He's a, she's, she's not happy. So she sends word that she wants to kill him. So now we have Elijah needing a word from God. He's on the run. He's seen God move, but now he's terrified because he's being hunted for his life. And so he's asking God, I, I need you to speak to me, God. I need you to speak to me. So in verse 11, an angel of the Lord said, go out and stand before me, on the mountains. As Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave and God spoke to him. You know, I'm thinking about how we hear God and what's his voice sound like. This story reminds me a little bit of our culture today. See, Elijah needed to hear from God and he thought he could go to God in the wind. He's gotta be in the wind. 
He, if not, he's in the earthquake. If not, he must be in the fire. And as I was thinking about this this week, I couldn't help but relate this to today's culture. See, the wind, I believe, is a voice that kind of counterfeits God's voice. See, the wind is the voice that moves us the most emotionally. So we go, I don't know if this is God or if this is emotions. Oftentimes, it's just the wind. It's just trying to move you. Uh, it doesn't. It might not be right or wrong, but it's probably not God because he's not going to just deep dive into your emotions just to win you over. God is in the still, quiet voice, so he's not in the wind. And then the earthquake is the loudest voice, maybe culturally, maybe politically. The people that are the loudest, well, that must be God. That must be God's voice. He's the loudest. No, God's not in the earthquake either. And then lastly, it says that he's not in the fire. See, the fire is the hottest voice. Maybe it's the most passionate. Maybe it's this voice that causes the most outrage and makes people upset and angry. Maybe it's God trying to make people upset. Maybe God's in the fire. I'm here to, to tell you, I, I don't believe that he's in the wind, the earthquake, or the fire. As Elijah looked and he saw, he quieted himself and he could hear God speak. No, God was in the gentle whisper the still small voice, some Bible translations say. So God doesn't sound often like culture. In fact, God sounds like a counterculture voice. He sounds like a gentle whisper. You know, in 2021, it's funny because we tend to communicate the opposite of a gentle whisper, don't we? No one listens to the still small voice. The still soul voice is boring, it's too quiet, takes too much effort to listen to. We want to listen to the loud one, the moving one, the one that's the most passionate. But I'm here to remind you today, if you're looking for God's voice, how do you know it's God? How do you know? If you shut everything else out, you turn off social media, you get rid of the news, you turn everything off, and you're there quiet alone, and you can hear God's voice, that's one of the ways you know that it's God. The second point is God is not long-winded. Have you ever talked to somebody and they just won't get to the point? You know, these people just keep talking and talking. They're like, hey, I have a story for you. And then it starts like 25 years ago and you're there like, oh man, when is this ever gonna? It's like I ask my niece and nephew sometimes, I'm like, hey, what'd you do today? And they're like, four. They don't really understand the question. Sometimes I get, uh, I don't know. But sometimes I'll get this story that goes on and on and on and on, and I'm like, why did I ask? You don't want to cut them off because they're so adorable. They're still sitting there talking, and 10 minutes goes by. I have no clue what happened. I'm just giving them candy so that they'll close their mouth, you know? But some people are just long-winded. They won't get to the point, but God's voice is not long-winded. He gets to the point. If we look at Acts 3 and 6, you can see, uh, I'll read it. It's, it's God interrupting Saul, and it's it's funny to me because it's so direct. It's so opposite of what we're like today. Uh, some of us, some people are pretty direct. Uh, Saul, uh, sorry, uh, Acts 9 uh, verse 3 says, He was approaching Damascus on his mission. A light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Immediately, Jesus got right to the point. Saul says, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up, go to the city, and you'll be told what you must do. See, God's voice is to the point. He's not going to waste your time. I like thinking of it this way. His words are so holy, he's not going to waste his breath. 
So if you want a word from God, you can be sure that it's going to be exactly what you need to hear when you need to hear it. Uh, God oftentimes doesn't give further instruction to until you've accomplished what he's already given you to do. So if you're like, I can't hear from God, go back and do the last thing he told you to do. And for me, I keep going back to the beginning where if I'm confused, I'm like, well, I know that God spoke to me to serve at the church, so I'm gonna do that. And I'm telling you time and time again, when I feel confused, I serve the church and God continues to speak to me. Go back and do the last thing he told you to do. Number three, God sounds like the Bible. In John 5, um, in John 5, you can see that Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and he says, you search the scriptures because you think that they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Everything about the Bible doesn't contradict God. It shows us who God is. So when someone says God spoke to me and they tell me something that isn't biblical, I don't care how emotionally charged the cause is or how loud it is or how extremely important it might seem, and it may be, but if you're going to tell me God spoke to you, I need to get it filtered through God's word because I don't want to be listening to the wrong words for my life. So I remember growing up and, you know, I grew up in a youth ministry uh, that there was a bunch of kids. and I don't know how many times these guys from high school, yeah, God told me I was going to marry her. It's like, really? That's what you're going to say right now? Like, I understand you're 16 and you know nothing, but know this, don't say that. Because if you're going to say God spoke to me, it's really, really hard to challenge that. So I want to encourage you, if God speaks to you, get him to speak to you through your word. If you're having trouble hearing God's voice, when you open up the Bible, it's almost like you're opening up I don't know, an email, a text message, something, a blog, something from God. And he gives, he has the ability to speak to you through his words. How are we going to know what he sounds like if we don't know his words? We have to know his words to make sure that we know that it's God talking to us. He's never going to contradict himself. He's just going to speak his words. You know, growing up, uh, I remember being in church at a young age and uh, going up, growing up in Sunday school, and, and I love our kids' ministry. Uh, it, it was there this morning, and I just love when we have volunteers and adults that just love kids and actually believe that God can speak to our kids. It's incredible, because I remember I was that kid. I was that kid who the children's pastor was like, you know, Matt, it was Tuesday night prayer. I remember it. They, the church came together to, pray, uh, to pray, and Typically, back then, the kids would just be put in another room to be kind of babysat. And I remember being young, maybe 10 or 11, and I remember being in this back room and the children's pastor was there and she's like, you know, we're not going to play games. I believe God can speak to you, even though you're a kid. And I remember being there and I had a vision in my mind, and it's a long story, but basically God showed me a picture of me being in church sharing his word when I was 10 or 11. Not because... I was in the right place at the right time, maybe. Maybe my, it was because my parents brought me there, but I have faith to believe it was because a children's leader said God can speak to kids. God can speak to kids. So here I am going into Sunday school and someone looks at me and they're, they're like, oh yeah, I can tell you're Starrett. I can tell what family you're from. I'm like, what? I'm so young. I'm like, I don't even really look like my older brother. They're like, they're like no, I could tell by your voice. 
All you stare at sound the same. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's probably valid. And, and it, it reminds me, you know, when we're trying to be the voice of God, let us be the voice of God. Christians today are so, they're fighting and we don't get along and we're saying different things all the time. But you know what? Can we come together on love? Can we come together on Jesus? Can we come together on his word and just say the right things at the right time to the right people and just make it for God? I, I don't like the fighting that's going on in churches. I can go down there, but I'm not. We must have the voice of God. We must sound like God and God is gonna sound like his word. How do you know that it's God speaking? He sounds like the Bible. God's voice is peaceful. Isaiah 9, 6, the prophet was uh, prophesying Jesus' birth. He said, a child will be born to us and he will be called the Prince of Peace. God's voice brings you peace. It isn't gonna confuse you with mixed signals. He says what he means and he means what he says. Makes, it just reminds me, you know, sometimes when, again, God's voice is so countercultural, we, you know, we, we all know that we don't measure up to God. We all know that we're never going to be as holy as God, doesn't matter how right we live or whatever. And God's voice brings peace in a moment. So when he says you're forgiven, you're forgiven in a moment. You're forgiven. His voice brings in peace and there's this, uh, contradiction on the side of the enemy. See, where God wants to move you with conviction to give you hope, the enemy wants to move you with condemnation to keep you stuck in fear. And so, if you're not sure what God's, if it's God or not, it's God if it offers hope. See, we all know what we did wrong. I know what I did wrong. The devil will remind me about it and the Holy Spirit will remind me about it until I get moved to conviction and realize there's hope. I don't have to live this way. I'm forgiven. But so many of us get stuck in this condemnation where it's like, I can't move forward. I'm not good enough. I can't serve the church. I can't. And this road will lead you the opposite way. That's how you know it's not God. God will always bring in peace. He'll bring in hope. He's not going to contradict himself. And he's not uh, going to be passive aggressive too. When he, in, in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, it says, God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. So if you're looking for a word from God, it's gonna be a peaceful word. It's not gonna make you feel confused. God's voice is personal. In Matthew 6, 19, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. His disciples asked them the best question, and I'm so glad the disciples asked him. He said, Lord, teach us how to pray. I'm so thankful they asked because we get to see this picture of what Jesus says, when you pray, say, our Father, our Father. And he goes through the Lord's Prayer, but the beginning, our Father, I find it so amazing that Jesus says, when you pray, say, our Father. Don't say, our Master. Don't say, the great creator. Don't say, oh, holy one. Don't start off by saying, God, I'm nothing. Don't start off by saying, I'm so sorry to bother you, sir. There's no, there's this feeling of he's just a loving father and he wants to speak to you. So our father, our father, he calls us by name. I love what Nance was saying during transition that, you know, Jesus called Zacchaeus by his name. And this morning, I, I know that many of us are in this room and some of you have been called by name from God and you know it to be true. And some of us are still on this journey. 
of, is God really speaking to me? Can I actually be a Christian? But God knows your name. And I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Maybe it's because there's people online or maybe in the room that are really struggling with condemnation. But you know, the devil, he knows your name, but he calls you by your sin. Jesus knows your sin, but calls you by your name. He, he wants to be a part of your life more than you could ever imagine. doesn't matter what you did this week, last month, this past year. The fact that you're moving towards God, it's, it's an incredible thing. God wants to know you. God wants to speak to every situation. You know, when we were moving back, my wife and I just sold our house in Antigonish and we moved back to Halifax and we're so glad to be back. I loved Antigonish, but you know, the honeymoon was over, it's time to come home. And you know, the whole journey for us was incredible. Uh, We said, you know, God, if this happens, then we know it's you and it happened. Okay, God, if this happens, then we really know it's you and it happened. And a part of me felt bad because I kept, you know, almost feeling like I was putting God to the test in a way. Because there's already so many miracles, but I kept doubting. I'm like, if this is you, God, I, I need this to happen. And it would. And, you know, some people would say, like, how did you know it was God? How did you know? How did you know? Was there an audible voice from heaven? There wasn't. I just felt like it might have been God. And so we prayed into it. And I remember there was this moment when we were trying to deal with this, because uh, you don't know, my wife works um, in schools uh, as a speech pathologist, and you know, for her to get a job back here, it's like it's it's crazy to even get into the profession and then get hired somewhere. It's it's crazy. But the hiring manager let her know that they wanted to hire her. They said, "We'll give you whatever schools that you want. We did, we want you." And I'm like, okay, that's, that's the first miracle. And so we're like, you know, if, if this is really you, God, then I remember we were making dinner one night and we were both talking. I was like, I feel like someone's going to offer us money on our house today and I feel like it's going to be this much. And so I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, and then I'm feeling discouraged. I'm like, my wife thinks I'm crazy. She's like cooking and I'm like walking around in circles, doing push-ups, walking around, and like trying to like not go crazy. And my phone goes off. I'm a, it's my realtor. Hey, good news, got an offer on your house. And it was like, so I kept a note in my phone, like, God, if this is you, I want to write it down. So I started writing everything down in my phone. I just didn't want to miss anything. And I'm talking about it. And every time I doubted, I would go back to what I wrote and say, no, God, you were there here. You were there here. You were there here. I can hear your voice. Because for me, I'm like, I, I hear God's voice. And then I'm like, oh, was it really him? And then I doubt. But I want to encourage you this morning that you can hear God. And you know what? You probably already have. So be encouraged today that God is still speaking to you. You might feel like you're in the middle of it and it doesn't make any sense. And for us, it was really stressful because it's not as easy to sell a house in the country as it is in the city. Some people are like, oh yeah, you sold your house. That must have been easy. No, it wasn't. But God made a way for us. We were able to close on a house with only $100 over asking in Halifax. That doesn't happen during this time. But God paved a way for us to be here. So I've got all the faith in the world for people that want to hear from God. So I want to ask you this question before we 
we go forward, maybe you bow your head and, and close your eyes to have a private moment between yourself and God. If you would say, Matt, I don't know God. I, I would love to get to know him. I would love to make sure my eternity is secure. I'd love to invite him into my life. I've never done that before. If that's you, I want to encourage you that today can be your day to meet God. The Bible teaches very clearly that heaven's real, that hell's real, but there's a choice. And there's a choice in this moment to have your eternity secure, but there's also a choice to not only know what's going to happen after you die, but also you can be secure and know that you're walking in God's plan for your life now. So what I'm going to get us to do is you're, everybody in the room will just repeat after me this prayer. And, and this is not the only way you can pray, but if it's your first time praying, I want to encourage you. So everybody in the room, including the worship team, just repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for the things I've done wrong. Jesus, from this moment forward, I'm yours. I believe you died for me. And I believe by grace, through faith, that I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I, I just believe today someone prayed that for the first time. And you'll see it on the screen. You can text the word faith to 902-903-2682. If you prayed that prayer for your first time in this room or maybe online, I want to encourage you. That was the absolute best decision you could have made. It's so amazing. The Bible says that the angels in heaven erupt in applause and celebration knowing that somebody else is coming to heaven. And also, it's not just that. God wants to speak to you now about your life in every little detail, in every detail. You know, we also, as a church, we have faith that these meetings and, and things that we do as a church matter, and we believe that God can speak to us again. So why don't we just stand together um, and the worship team is going to lead us in a song. And after they do that, um, we'll pray. But I want to encourage you that take the next couple minutes and just lean in. Say, God, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me, God? What are you saying? And I believe he'll, he'll speak to you clearly.